guys are doing really well. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the fear of abandonment and how we can heal this wound. This is something that I've been dealing with personally on my healing journey and I feel like I'm at a really good place now where I can share like how I've been healing these wounds and we can kind of like dive deep into like what it is and how it kind of like plays out. In your life and so let's jump right into it so what exactly is the fear of abandonment wound so the fear of abandonment wound um, also can be referred to as like abandonment issues or like abandonment trauma is really just like a psychological and emotional condition that stems from either like a real or perceived experience of being rejected, being neglected, or being abandoned either during your childhood or like in past relationships. It can have a very significant impact on a person's life and can go on to really affect your self-esteem, your emotional well-being, your career life, and even the ability to form and sustain like healthy, secure relationships. And so where did the fear of abandonment wound come from and like how is it formed? So for me personally, this was modeled by caregivers. So children often learn that, you know, relationships are observed by caregivers and how they kind of like interact. So if a child grows up witnessing like an inconsistent or dysfunctional relationship that, you know, was marked by rejection or abandonment, they tend to kind of internalize these patterns and fears and go out through society replaying these patterns. And so because of this, it can also lead to um, an insecure attachment type. And so... I know in attachment theory, it also suggests that the quality of the bond between like a primary caregiver, usually a parent or a child, is very sig- significant or plays like a very significant role in their emotional development. Um, insecure attachment styles such as anxious or avoidant can contribute to a fear of abandonment. And I know for me, like I was very much introduced to those attachment styles like on my dad's side i was uh, introduced to the avoidant attachment style and on 
my mom's side, I was introduced to the anxious attachment style. And throughout my entire life, my entire journey, I have actually adopted both attachment styles. Um, I think for the early years, I was quite avoidant. And then later down, like now in, in my like more early 20s, I, was, I adopted the more anxious attachment style. And so I kind of float between both of those um, while trying to heal and, you know, get to a more like secure attachment style. But if a child's needs for emotional closeness and security were like inconsistently met, it will develop a heightened, um, a heightened sensitivity to rejection and abandonment. Another reason could also be emotional availability or neglect. So if you were growing up in an environment where like your parents were emotionally unavailable or they didn't meet your emotional needs for validation or support and that, you know, that was your needs were neglected, you can also develop feelings of abandonment. This can lead to feelings of feeling really neglected because children who do not receive you know, that consistent nurturing tend to go on and internalize that belief that they're unworthy of love, they're unworthy of attention, you know, they're not lovable. And you internalize these subconscious stories and you end up kind of carrying them out into your everyday life as you grow up until you kind of heal that. Another way that you can come across this is from trauma or rejection. So it could just be like you had this very traumatic experience like emotional abuse or physical abuse, um, bullying or like say rejection from like peers or friends. This can also contribute to like fear of abandonment in early ages of child development, like say you know, you might have been singled out when you were a young child or it was difficult when you were really small to make friends or connect with people. Like, you can internalize these stories when you were really, really young and that can also lead to affecting a person's sense of self-worth, their ability to trust others and then end up with feeling quite neglected or, or abandoned. And so if you're gonna take time to you know reflect on this and you're just wondering how could I identify if I do have this wound how would I know if I have a fear of abandonment wound some signs that you can look for is do you suffer with an intense fear of rejection because those with the abandonment wound are individuals who have quite an excessive fear of being rejected or abandoned by other people. And this fear can lead them to becoming overly dependent on others for validation and reassurance or, you know, just constantly seeking external validation. Also, do you have a difficulty trusting? Uh, people with abandonment issues tend to find it challenging to trust others. And I know that's definitely something that I have um developed and I think I want to do a completely separate episode um, episode on how to live with trust issues but I definitely am trying to heal my trust issues because it's like this fear of you know feeling like you're gonna be betrayed or you're gonna be like left behind and it can be quite difficult when you want to um, you know make and sustain like healthy relationships or healthy connections with people. 
Um, I think also the need for constant reassurance. If you're like the anxious attachment type, definitely you're going to be seeking constant reassurance and validation from others or validation from your partner if it's like in like a romantic setting um, to help alleviate that fear of being abandoned this can become quite emotionally draining though not just for the individual but for other people who might be involved in the situation having to constantly give out reassurance also do you have a fear of intimacy so abandonment issues can tend to lead to a fear of getting really close to other people on an emotional level because the mind kind of anticipates that you know, if you get like too close to someone, eventually you might become rejected or abandoned by that person. Um, also self-sabotage as well. So individuals with abandonment wounds might unconsciously engage in self-sabotaging behaviors. So they might, they will push people away before they can be rejected or they'll kind of sabotage their own opportunities for success or for happiness or love, whatever context it is, it, it, it is in. And it can look like, say for example, like in love, you're like pushing away a healthy relationship from, or you're like not able to receive the love from like your partner in that, in a specific capacity because you might not have, you might not have received that before. And so to you, it kind of triggers the body like, whoa, this is intimate, but this feels very unsafe to me because of my abandonment wounds. And so I'm going to reject it. I'm going to push it away, even though deep down that is what I want. And so that can play out, especially if your attachment style is avoidant. It can, it can definitely play out in that way. Also, I would state that difficulty in expressing your emotional needs so due to the fear of rejection i find you know people struggle to express their needs and desires fearing that if they were to be honest in that communication it would lead to them being rejected you know so they tend to kind of shy away or like avoid having like honest communication they avoid conflict they avoid that confrontation because all of those things are like triggers right they're triggers that you know oh this feels really uncomfortable i might be rejected i might be abandoned so i'm kind of gonna pull away from this this is like how this how it's playing out on a very subconscious level also i would say that a fear of a fear of abandonment can sometimes manifest as jealousy or as possessiveness in relationships like as the individual tends to worry more more excessively or more intensely about losing their partner to someone else that you know equally don't want but they also equally don't want to confront their partner about the situation so it's like they're kind of going back and forth between not wanting to lose their partner but not wanting to talk about it because you know, if their partner reacts in like a negative way, their partner might threaten to leave. And then it's like the same cycle is being played out, the fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Also, I noticed emotional sensitivity. So people with abandonment issues may be highly sensitive or hyper vigilant to the perceived signs of rejection or abandonment, even if those signs are not there. So 
as human beings, we're like carrying all of these stories that, you know, we've internalized about ourselves from childhood into adulthood. And sometimes we're so used to looking at life through these lens, the lens of like rejection that you end up projecting that onto a situation, even though it might not end up with that outcome. And it's almost like you're viewing it through this wounded perspective because you haven't integrated the unhealed aspects of yourself. You don't realize that that is like a a shadow part of yourself that needs to be integrated. And so it's like being able to pause and ask yourself like, am I creating this problem in my mind that doesn't even exist? You know, like it hasn't actually happened yet. It hasn't played out. But in my mind, I'm already assuming that like, I'm going to be rejected or I'm going to be abandoned. I'm creating the story and the problem in my mind before it has even played out. And it might not even play out. You don't know because you haven't actually tried. And so I think for me personally, one thing that has helped is being able to kind of like reframe how I view things. So for example, like viewing rejection as rejection or abandonment as redirection, playing around with it and understanding that like whatever is for you is for you and it cannot be taken away. So whatever plan God has for me, like I can never be rejected from it. So if, if I do get rejected from it, then that just means that that didn't align with, that didn't align or serve me to the highest good or there's something better out there for me. Another thing, Another way I view view it and reframe it is that rejection is also not just redirection, but it's better than regret. So it's like not being afraid to have the courage to pursue whatever it is. It could be a relationship, a job, a book deal. Pursue whatever is on your heart and really go for it and know that if you were to get rejection it's better to have gotten that rejection than to have lived the rest of your life wondering like what if what if i went for the job that i wanted what if i went for the partner that i wanted what if i went for you know the book deal that i wanted whatever it is you know because i just feel like it's so much better to have tried and have the courage to try than to live the rest of your life with that guilt i feel like that guilt will consume you it will literally consume you for years to come and that just seems more painful than getting a rejection in the moment and trying something else finding another alternative and realizing okay that wasn't the one for me let me try something else i think sometimes because we're so attached to the outcome that is really what leads us to really suffering because we're so attached to the outcome and attachment to anything always brings like pain and suffering so i've really learned to not attach to the outcome of things and to just have more of a flow um and it's almost like how you view manifestation right like you have all of these desires that you want to manifest in your life Um, But you're also okay with living life, not having them right now. And so it's, it's about having your dreams, having your desires and knowing what you want, but also being okay um, in the fact that you don't have it right now. So it's like detached from the outcome, detached from the timeline, 
because when you attach to those stuff those are the stuff that create the pain and emotions and that's what makes it really uncomfortable you know like oh i think i'm gonna attach to this because this is gonna happen in 10 days then it doesn't happen in 10 days what happens you get disappointment but it's like you know if you weren't attached to it happening within those 10 days then you would have been fine you would have had more room to flow and more room to adjust so that's kind of like how i have been trying to reframe having a better outlook on it. And so how can the fear of abandonment wound play out in your life? So the abandonment wound has this very like push-pull dynamic, but first it starts with a trigger. So people with abandonment wounds will engage in this push-pull behavior. So they kind of alternate between, you know, wanting to be really close, but then also wanting to distance themselves. And, you know, this can create like confusion and emotional turmoil, not just for the person, but for, not just for the person that is suffering from the wound, but also for the other partner. So it's like you get the abandonment trigger and, you know, this could be, someone creating distance or it could be conflict happening it could be someone not being able to meet a need it could be like a perceived need or like a real need it could be someone pulling away the belief behind it says you know this person doesn't love me they're not who they say they are or who they claim to be or they'll leave me eventually or i need to self-protect right that's the subconscious belief And so then that allows you to act and become and act and behave in a way that, you know, you're going to start to defend yourself. You're going to scream. You're going to shut down. You're going to pull away. You're going to leave them before they leave you. You know, your nervous system can also be quite dysregulated as well because, you know, you're being triggered. And the result is just you know, sabotaging a relationship, you know, feeling safe, but, you know, maybe feeling alone, having, you know, this this subconscious belief that you have, you're like, oh, I just confirmed my belief, people always leave me, or, you know, it could be, you know, I'm pushing people away, and, you know, they, they don't stay, and you basically confirm that just because you're playing out this wound. And so some examples of how this wound can affect your career is having difficulty with authority figures. So like if you have a fear of abandonment wound, you might struggle with, say, authority figures in the workplace. This could involve like being overly anxious about receiving feedback or like fearing criticism. It could be being hesitant to ask people for help or guidance from supervisors. It can also play out in perfectionism as well. So it can lead to you having like a very perfectionist mindset. You might feel like if, you know, your work is not good enough, then you shouldn't really put it out there. I know that's something that like I personally have struggled with. You might feel that if you're not perfect in your work, people might reject you and it can result in you maybe you know burning out for sure um overworking and just causing like undue stress also um job hopping as well so some individuals with abandonment wound tend to engage in like frequent job changes to avoid potential rejection or abandonment 
and they're like constantly searching for like the perfect job um, as a way to kind of protect themselves from feeling neglected or in a less than work environment and I know for sure this is definitely when I first moved to London for sure I was definitely job hopping like crazy <laughs> and I definitely think my fear of abandonment won't definitely played into it I do think there are other reasons like maybe social anxiety just lack of mental stimulation and the fact that I get super restless and I need like more variety and the ability to be creative in roles that I wasn't really given the ability to be creative because the roles that I was working when I first moved were like very um, there were like sales sales assistant roles that you kind of like like you're not really doing much except for like standing around for like 11 12 hours a day like watching the storefront engaging with customers like folding clothes like it's very much like retail like fashion retail work and it's great to like gain experience if you're just starting out but i think after a while it just becomes very <laughs> dead and i know i used to shift between like doing the same job but like at different places so it's like one minute you're doing it at top shop the next minute you're doing it at next the next minute you're doing it at urban outfitters and you're kind of just like job hopping from like different places you're doing the same job but it's just a different environment and it's also like you know I'm just gonna leave because I I'm gonna so basically the way it played out in my mind was like I'm gonna sack myself before I get sacked <laughs> that's basically how it, it kind of played out it's like okay I'm gonna leave this job before the job leaves me or before you know they'll be like, okay, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Like, we're just going to lay you off kind of situation. So I know for sure I'm definitely, I definitely engaged in that like years ago when I had first, I think this was like around 2017, 2018, when I had first um, moved to London, I was definitely job hopping. I think also it can, it can play out in work, work, workaholism, let's say. So it's more the drive to become a workaholic so you dedicate like excessive time and energy to your job to kind of like prove your worth and avoid any feelings of unworthiness or you know feelings of rejection or lingering feelings of abandonment also isolation so you might tend to isolate yourself from you know social interactions and colleagues at work um because you fear you know starting relationships with them because maybe they might not like you and you know you might end up being rejected by them or they might not want to hang out with you so the fear of abandonment can manifest and affect your romantic relationships it can do this in so many ways but for one feeling overwhelmed by separation so being apart from your romantic partner even just temporarily can trigger very intense anxiety and distress for someone with abandonment wounds and then they tend to engage in this very intense clinging or neediness in romantic relationships and tend to seek 
constant validation, attention, reassurance from their partner to, to alleviate that fear of being abandoned. Also, the fear of intimacy, as I mentioned before, but on, an, but on a romantic level, it's more the fear of intimacy and vulnerability. So it's like being able to open up emotionally and form deeper connections can trigger that anxiety and hurt. And people who are avoiding vulnerable, vulnerability might avoid expressing their true feelings or their true needs to prevent potential rejection. And to be honest, this can hinder open communication and hinder emotional connection in relationships. Also, sabotaging relationships. So this can look like you know, individuals might unconsciously sabotage their relationships just as a way to avoid potential future pain. You know, they create these conflicts and they find reasons to end the relationship before they can be rejected. And this is definitely something that I have personally um, experienced both on the receiving end and on the giving end. And sometimes you don't even realize until like after it's happened. That's why they always say it happens unconsciously. Um, and I know, for example, like say, for example, you are on holiday and you you meet someone while you're on holiday. So you meet a lover while you're on holiday. And, you know, while you're on holiday with this person, everything is great. Like you both are connecting really well you're going out you're spending time together being super adventurous and then it comes to a point where that relationship is now triggered by distance because it's like it is a holiday so at some point you're gonna go back to your life and they're gonna go back to their life and it's interesting how it kind of unfolds because for me I found that like my abandonment wound was just like okay I don't really know what to do like I don't really know how this person feels right now do they still want to stay in uh, communication or do they not want to stay in communication do they just don't want to communicate at all or are we just gonna like leave the situation where it is and so what I find myself doing is that like I stop responding to messages assuming that this person is gonna stop responding to me but it's like I'm gonna do it first because the pain of them stopping to respond to me is going to hurt me more and I don't want to feel that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm just going to do it before it happens. And it's so annoying because I didn't realize until afterwards that, oh, actually, my abandonment wound was playing out in that situation right there. Like now I've just recognized it. And it, to be honest, if both parties were honest about how they felt and expressed, you know, oh, actually, I'd love to stay in touch or, oh, I'd love to um, still contact you, you know, and have that vulnerability. It could actually work out better than expected, but because no one wants to kind of voice their honest, honest emotions, you know, both parties just end up kind of sabotaging and, you know, ending that relationship before, <laughs> before the other one leaves, basically. And so that's one way that it definitely can play out. 
I think also jealousy and insecurity. So this can manifest in romantic relationships. It's like the fear of being replaced or left for someone else. Um, and it can lead to very controlling and possessive um, behaviors. It can also be because of the difficulty trusting your partner or trusting your partner's intentions and their commitment, even in the absence of evidence. You know, individuals with this wound, might, they might constantly doubt their partner's loyalty or their partner's ability to stay committed to them. I think also this can manifest into testing your partner. So almost like playing mind games. So I find that some individuals with the abandonment wound, they test their partner's commitment by creating these like scenarios or like behaviors that trigger their abandonment fears. And then it's almost like they want their partner to prove to them that prove to me that you love me prove to me that you want to be with me you know they kind of like provoke this kind of reaction to confirm their partner's love and dedication and i've definitely been put in that situation where i've had that being done to me where this guy has wanted me to like chase him and i'm just like no <laughs> sorry <laughs> in that moment i'm gonna choose self-love because i can see that it has nothing to do with me and sometimes you're not aware you kind of internalize these things and so i've become really um cognizant of not internalizing it and realizing that it's just someone playing out their unhealed wounds and i just need to love myself and give them compassion but like from a distance <laughs> And so it can also manifest as idealization and devaluation. So this is something that I very, very recently come across. So it's like loving your partner, your romantic partner, and then kind of like hating your rom romantic partners. I find that individuals with abandonment issues might alternate between like idealizing their partner and then de valuing them when when fears of rejection arise and this can create a lot of instability and confusion in relationships um i think that this takes place when your partner triggers you so it might not necessarily be a bad thing but it's more like when the person that has the abandonment wounds is projecting onto the more let's say secure person and they are quite blinded by their unhealed aspects and so what they're actually seeing is their what they're actually seeing is their unhealed aspects but they because it's being projected onto you they just assume that it it has to do it has to do with you but it actually has nothing to do with you and so it's almost like say for example you have a, a feminine right who is more awakened more secure you know she's done her healing work and then you have a masculine who is maybe just awakening and just recognizing his unhealed ways and his trauma and his wounds that he was literally running from but now he's kind of like okay i need to really deal with this say for example that they're both in a relationship this feminine <laughs> is going to trigger the hell out of the masculine 
so much that the masculine might be like, oh my God, I don't like her. She is triggering me. Um, and you kind of go between idealizing her and then devalue, devaluating her. And I think this is how this can kind of play out or how I've like recognized that it plays out because both people are not on the same level emotionally and they're not on the same level spiritually. And so you have one that is a little bit more awakened than the other one. And so because of this, it might seem that you know you don't like this person because they don't soothe your ego they are not gonna run after you and prove to you know prove to you their love and 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 affection they are gonna choose loving themselves instead and so you know these are healthy healthy embodiment that maybe the masculine might not have recognized because he might have been used to having like a lot of toxic feminine partners who never embodied, you know, healthy ways of going about um, relationships, romantic relationships. And so I think it can play out in that way. But one thing that is really important is being able to be aware of these patterns so that they're not repeated because unresolved abandonment issues can lead to a pattern of seeking out partners who just constantly reinforce a familiar experience of abandonment and that's why i say it's so good to you know have a partner that embodies you know healthy healthy aspects you will 100 percent be triggered because that's the only way that you're going to be able to heal from it but it's so so important to not perpetuate the cycle of you know unhealthy relationships or unhealthy attachment styles and so what are some of the ways that you can heal from this fear of abandonment wound? The first thing is definitely being able to acknowledge your feelings. So be able to validate and recognize your emotions that are related to this wound and accept them that these feelings are a natural response to just the, the experiences that you've had in your childhood or in your past. I think then identifying and challenging your subconscious beliefs so it's becoming aware of the negative beliefs that you hold about yourself that you hold about relationships and that you hold about abandonment in general and start to challenge these beliefs by examining you know evidence that contradicts them and you know replacing them with more realistic and more positive thoughts you know i like i tend to ask myself, you know, what would a secure person do? Like, what would someone who is securely attached do? Because securely attached people do not have the subconscious belief that their partner is going to leave them. They don't. That is someone who is, like, avoidantly attached, um, that has those subconscious, subconscious beliefs. And so for me, it's just learning to challenge myself and ask myself these questions, like, what would someone who's embodying what a healthy relationship is like do and try to kind of contradict these you know negative subconscious beliefs that i might have and also i would definitely recommend inner child and shadow work that's something that i'm literally committed to doing um nurturing your younger self and visualizing journaling and doing like creative activities that can help you to 
establish a more caring and supportive relationship for that younger part of yourself like just honoring like the six-year-old you or the three-year-old you or the 12-year-old you and just giving her love and or her or him love and compassion and being able to connect with her, her or him and just asking questions like how do you feel about this um this is something that has really really helped me i would also recommend emotional and nervous system regulation so like adopting mindfulness and grounding techniques to help you to stay present and manage anxiety you know grounding techniques could be like deep breathing helping to re-regulate your nervous system you know when the abandonment fears arise learning how to self-soothe i do like eft tapping as well um the interesting thing about the abandonment wound is even though it's like a physical abandonment or um or emotional abandonment the your body registers it so deeply that when you get triggered it's so good to pause and bring awareness to your breath and realize that you're being triggered and being able to kind of move through it instead of reacting from that place. And so working on, you know, being able to manage these intense emotions and triggers. And meditation also helps me as well. And adopting like relaxation techniques to help me to stay, you know, very heart centered and very calm. I would also recommend developing healthy boundaries, learning to set and communicate healthy boundaries in your relationships will help you to become more safer and more in control to help to reduce the fear of abandonment. Like if you surround yourself with more supportive and understanding people and you cultivate relationships that are based on trust and respect and empathy, this can really, really help self-empowerment techniques so like focusing on building your self-esteem your self-worth uh engaging in activities that help you to feel competent and confident practicing self-compassion practicing patience persistence you know healing from these wounds definitely takes time and effort so no need to rush be patient with yourself and celebrate like the small victories because thing with the healing journeys that you're gonna make the mistake like a hundred times until you have that one time when you don't make the mistake (laughs) you literally are gonna make the mistake like so many times i know sometimes people glamorize the healing but it's honestly there's nothing glamorous about it like you are gonna fall a hundred times but what's important is that one time you pick yourself up and be like okay i've got this I can see that, I'm aware of this, I see how that's playing out, and I'm I'm gonna conquer it before it conquers me kind of attitude. I think also practicing vulnerability, so being able to like gradually open up to, you know, trusted partners, friends about like your fears and insecurities can help to build and foster like deeper connections and be able to receive support. I think 
it, talking about this and bringing your awareness to it is so important that if you're with someone that genuinely cares about you, they will want to create a safe space for you to heal these wounds. So that's super important. And then I think lastly, it's just like releasing the past. So working on letting go of resentments and pain from the past and from past abandonment experiences and not projecting them into your future, right? So it's forgiveness both for yourself and from others. I think this is like the most powerful step towards healing. And so I hope this really helps to give you a deeper understanding of how this wound and fear can play out in your life. You know, the journey of life is really just about conquering these fears like one step at a time and not letting them rule your life and not making decisions that, you know, steal away your potential joy or potential happiness or potential amazing relationship that you could have had, you know, but you allow this kind of like fear of rejection or fear of abandonment to to come into your life so hopefully this kind of helps you to glow up into like the best version of yourself and thank you guys so much for listening i am sending you light and love wherever you are in the world and i will catch you in the next episode bye